Welcome back to the Truth and Grace podcast hosted by Swan, Laterica, and Amber. This week, we talk about God's perfect timing. Hope you enjoy. Hey everybody! TGIF, TGF. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh Week number four. (laughs) It's week number four. Amen. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Truth and Grace podcast. How y'all doing today? Feeling good. Feeling great. Amen. Good. 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 Amen. It's Friday. It's the weekend. We excited. I'm excited. Friday night. Oh, okay. Oh, just got paid. Oh, I don't know this song. Party jumping. Oh, you know, me. you can tell Amber if you're young. <laughs> young. The baby she just said, I don't okay. know. I have heard it before, but I, I couldn't I couldn't sing along. I'm sorry. I felt left out. She I know her mama had some backyard barbecue <laughs> listen, or something. I sing along. I listen, she said, Ooh, I don't know this song. Listen, listen. I heard it before. I just, I, I just. I couldn't go to karaoke with you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> mm. All right. But it's Friday, though. It's Friday. We it's here. Friday. Friday, Friday baby. baby. I know oh, you know that. Yeah. And, and I'm going to party and get my groove on. Get my groove on. See, she know that. She I know that one. That my auntie used to play the blues all the time. I know that one. But all jokes aside, <laughs> you guys, we're laughing, we're joking, we're talking about all these good Friday songs. It's Friday. But on this Friday, y'all, you know what I really want to talk about? Which one? Talk about? I want to talk about how God is an on time God. Yes, he yes. Is. yes, yes. That's not the on time. It don't be feeling like that though. God. Not, yeah, yeah, come on yeah. now. Yes, he is. All right. Oh, on time God. Yes, he is. Said he may not come when you want it, but he'll be there right on time. I tell you, he's an on time God. Come on now. Yes, he <laughs> Y'all done, I done got happy. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all just took me back to Antioch Baptist Church out in the country. Come on now. <laughs> now, Amber was just singing. Y'all remember on that very first episode, she was like, she wasn't going to sing with us. Wait, See, I we got him. I we got hold it this time. I told you, I told you when the oil started flowing, I couldn't hold it in. I'm so sorry. You never know who gonna open up their mouth and sing. No, but, but he, that's that's what I want to talk about. Amen. Yes, we want to line y'all up with a little song. Amen. We know we you know we had it kept it funky at first, but God <laughs> gets all funk. the glory in the end. Yes. yes. No, but sometimes I'm gonna be honest. I have to be honest. I've got to be real. It don't feel like that all the time. I know he's on time. I know he's good. Mm-hmm. But y'all, they're waiting and this this. Mm, I don't, mm-mm. <laughs> it just don't feel like it sometimes. So since you said that. <laughs> Since you said that, have you ever been mad at God's timing? Like, have you ever been mad at his timing? Real mad might be an understatement. Yes. Ooh. More so, I haven't been mad. I've been, like, heartbroken. Mm, yeah, so, so disappointed. Yeah, like, yep. best friend, you you supposed to be my rider out of all the people. You know mm. what I'm saying? Well, I don't want to be mad at you, but my heart broken. And you, I know you see me hurt. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why why are you not responding? But he's on time. He's on time. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why it's so important for us to just even talk about some of our experiences with God being on time. I remember, um, I guess now it's been to be going on four years now um, ago that, and the crazy thing is, 
he's an on-time guy, came on in the car. Mm. So, like, mm. almost four years ago, I got in my car early one morning. I was about to head to work. And he's an on-time guy, came on the radio. And the crazy thing is, me and my cousin, were just we were just singing that song the day before. You know, just talking about how good guy was and how he's always on time. And the song came on that morning, and I was super excited. Like, this is the song that came on when I got in the car. And, y'all, I turned it up, excited to hear he's an on-time guy. And I was on my way to work. And out of nowhere, this lady ran a red light and hit me. Wow. And she knocked me off of one road into another road. Like, that's how hard she hit me. And all I could think of was, how, how is God on time? Like mm. God, how you how you how are you mm. on time? Like time. that's mm. that was what kept playing in my mind. Like God, are you sure you on time right now? Because mm. if if I thought that it meant that nothing would happen to me mm. if God was on time, mm. I had the wrong perception of what it meant for God to be on time in that moment. And so this, she runs me off the road. She knocks me onto another road. And my car ended up being total. You guys, it was my dream car, the car that I wanted since I was 16. I told y'all in the last episode, I saved my money. Mm -hmm. And the car that I really wanted, my dad was like, you ain't saved enough for that one, but you can get this, (laughs) you know. Um, But it was the car that I always wanted since I was 16. And I finally got it, y'all. And I have never named a car. I don't know if y'all named y'all cars, but I had never named a car. That was the first car I ever named. I called it the dream Mm. because it was my dream car (laughs) and i was like man this lady done totaled the dream she have no car insurance she never had license um like the person's car she was driving didn't have insurance Mm. on it so i'm like not only did you total the dream but you can't even pay for the dream you know what i'm saying (laughs) the dream she was just out here. Yeah, just, just mm-hmm. out here just being reckless. and Riding dirty. Yes, mm-hmm. riding dirty. And my doctor ended up taking me off work for two months because I ended up injuring my back in that car accident. Mm. And the very first month that I was off, I spent that month being angry with God. Mm. Like, I look back on that time and I, it was a complete waste of time. I was angry with God. Because I could not figure out, like, God, why would you let this happen to me? Like, mm-hmm. and my mom had to tell me one day, she was like, I don't understand why you're upset. She was like, do you not understand God's time? And yes, this lady hit you. But if you would have been a second off, she could the where she would have hit you, it could have killed you. Mm. You know? Like, my mom had to show me something different. She had to show me what I was missing mm. or not kill me. I could have been paralyzed. Yeah, I had a back injury. I had to be taken out of work for two months, but I could have been paralyzed. Right. And my mom was like, do you not understand God's timing in this situation? Mm. It was my mom that had to speak to me and show me something different to get me out of that rut because I was so angry with God. I was like, God, I do not understand. How could this song be on the radio? Y'all, it took me a long time. Like, when he's no time, God would come on the radio, y'all, I would change the radio station. Mm. Like, it took me a long time to be able to listen wow. to that song again. I actually again. remember you yes. saying you don't like that song. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and actually mm-hmm. get excited about it again because that's all that would flash back in my head again would be that accident. So, it took me a while. And even... Even with, you know, not just me changing my attitude about, oh, God spared my life in this. 
it was my last semester of grad school. God positioned to position me where I didn't even have to use my leave time to intern like because mm. I was off work. Right. You know, like he worked out my time to where I didn't have to use my leave. Other things were worked out like I didn't have to worry about a car. First of all, I was traumatic, too scared to drive a mm. car. But yeah. my brother was working. He was a, a, a branch manager at an enterprise uh, rental car location. And of course, he could drive any of their cars. So I had his car. So I didn't have to worry about getting a new car. Like that was something that was not a worry of mine because this lady hit me with no insurance. So I had a car to drive and then have the pressure of getting another car. Mm-hmm. Like so many things that God had already set up for me, but I couldn't see it in that mm. moment. And I know sometimes, you know, we look at stuff and we, we hate the timing of it, but in the moment of it. But when, if we could just fast forward and see what God sees, Man. because he sees things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. He, he sees things from a heavenly perspective. He mm-hmm. sees what we can't see. You know, we'll see something different. And I can see that in that moment. But what I will tell you is that that moment blessed me and it prepared me for 2020. That was four years ago. Mm. 2020 came. Y'all, we shut down. Mm, yeah, we did. Everything shut down. And people around me were grieving that everything was shut down. Me, on the other hand, I had been shut down before. Mm-hmm. Not to say you all work for two months, you shut down. It ain't mm-hmm. nothing you can do. And because I had been shut down before... I was like, oh, God, I done been here before. I spent that first month being mad at you. I'm not going to be mad at you again, God. Mm-hmm. Like, I already know what this is about. I'm going I'm to take advantage of this time. This is grind season. This is a season where I could be writing. This is a season where I could be studying your word more, meditating on your promises more, you know, just seeking after you. This is a season where I could be fasting more mm-hmm. because I don't have to worry about being around so many people. It's really hard to fast when you're in an environment with so many people. So this time, like I just felt like that was a season where God didn't do it, but he used it for, to prepare me for 2020. Absolutely. And I'm like, God, I thank you because it, the pandemic didn't affect me as hard as it did some other people. Mm-hmm. And I know now to take advantage of all of the time that God gives us all but in that moment, y'all, I was like, God, you sure you on time? Like, where your time at? Like, <laughs> I was very, very upset about the timing of God. So, like, have you all ever, like, been yeah. in a situation like that? Like, where Absolutely. you were just upset about yeah. God's timing? Absolutely. I um, And it's so crazy because I am in uh, something like that right now. And, I, like, kind of, I feel like I've been stuck. I've been in a holding pattern. And finally, over the past couple of months I've been able to see some breakthrough some leeway some headway in a situation I have been praying about I, well I won't lie <laughs> I won't say I've been praying about it for the past like six years but I have been anxious about and waiting on for the past six years but even in the past like couple of days God has just been showing me what he's doing in me through the process of this waiting I'm waiting to move I'm waiting to um take this next step in my life And he's showing me I have to learn how to trust him in this new way. I have to learn, even though I have trust him with my finances before, I'm able to, you know, I'm able to tithe. And that's an an act of faith. That's an act of trust. I'm able to save and things like that. But I have to trust him in a way where it's something that seems so grand and so big. And he's just teaching me, I have to repent of trusting my own way. I have to let go of 
things having to go my way. And that's what's been so hard for me in, in a waiting process is that things aren't going my way. Things aren't going the way I want them to go because I find security in the pattern. I find security in the day-to-day. I get up, I go to work, come home, go to sleep, get up, go to work. Everything going the same way all the time. And then, of course, like when pandemic hit, that interrupted everything, Mm -hmm. that security is gone. So even even in this situation where I have to trust God while I'm trying to move, I have to trust him at a different level financially. Like, cause this doesn't make sense on paper, but I can't keep waiting on it to make sense on paper for me to take the step of faith. And I, oh, I have to trust him, um, with the people even like with the professionals, like, yeah, this is your job, but I, I, I'm trusting that you are good at your job, <laughs> you know, not to say that, um, that they aren't, but this is like, I, you know, can I trust that you'll be completely honest with me and, and just things like that. Like it, and it's, I have, um. Like I've been mad, I've been mad. I got about having to wait to move, and then thinking, well, maybe it wasn't God. It was actually just me holding up things. Was it me or was it God? Just going back and forth with that. So I'm mad at God, then I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at God, then I'm mad at myself. Or I'm waiting on God. Like even when I have, I have a wonderful job now. What I have been here at um, my current position for the past three and a half years. But before that, I was um, working at a bank. I was a teller at a bank. And I was there for two years and I was like, I, I n- know this isn't where I'm supposed to be. So I started off at that position as a teller, um, as part-time. And I had, um, it was just when I had like, it was six months after, like six months after I had graduated from college. Um, I had worked, um, for two months at a call center. Then I moved back home and I was out of work for three months. And that was a seat like, God, I have this whole degree. I can't even find a job. And then I finally find a job is not in my field and it's part time. And so I worked it. I worked as a teller for six months, just waiting, still waiting to see if I can go somewhere else. But I needed to have some income coming in. And so the um the branch I was working at, the branch manager offered me the, a full time position three times. She said, Amber, we really want you to we have this position open, come open. We really want you to do this. So I was like, no. Because in my mind, I was like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be somewhere else doing something else. And they kept asking. It's <laughs> so on the third. And I said, no, the first two times. On the third time, it was a Friday. They, my manager, my supervisor, they took me into uh, my manager's office and sat me down and said, okay, we're going to ask you one more time. We want to give you the weekend to think about it. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit came over me. And I could not deny that's what God wanted me. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. After that meeting... I went and sat on my car on my lunch break and cried like a baby. I was so upset with God. I was like, how can you make me stay here? I don't want to be here. And I was so upset with him. So angry with him. Not recognizing the blessing of a full-time job. <laughs> not recognize, you know, mm-hmm. not recognizing that they saw something in me like, hey, you're a great worker. We would love for you to do this full-time. Just so angry because I wanted my own way. But God, I felt like he had me in a place I didn't want to be in. So I was there for another year and a half. Still angry the whole time. Still, I mean, God was still working and doing things, but still angry the entire time. And then eventually, the job that I have now came available. And and I look back at it, the job I have didn't even exist (laughs) before I got, like it didn't exist two weeks before I even got the interview. So... Just looking back on that, I can see how God used my position at the bank to prepare me for where I am now. He used the even the connections I made and the people I met. He used that just to prepare me and help to grow me up. Because had I got my job now right out of college, 
my attitude was horrible. My work ethic was it, like I would have lost it same month, probably. <laughs> Bless God. But he surrounded <laughs> right, girl. But he surrounded me with people who were patient with me, who were mm-hmm. kind to me, and who understood. Amber's just twenty two, twenty three. She she's a little rough around the edges in some areas, but people who saw past that and were able to love on me and pour into me, so I could be prepared for this where I am right now. So, I have. And I still catch myself thinking about that time. Like, I understand it, but still feeling a bit of a twinge. Like, at that moment, I sat in my car so angry at God. Like, why? I don't want to be here. Why? And I've and I've been there before. But I'm like you, Swan. I've had those moments where I'd be waiting for something. Or I've been waiting for something. And I don't even pray about it because I'm just angry with God. Mm-hmm. And I'm heartbroken and disappointed. Like, God, this is what I wanted. This is what I expected. This is what I thought. And we talked about expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what I thought. And it's not, you're not doing it how I think you need to do it, God. Like, like that's really <laughs> what the truth of it is. And you're like, you're not doing things how I think you need to do it, God. You're not, why not? Answer me now. You, do, I deserve an answer. This, all this entitlement and um, self-righteousness just building up and boiling up. And, of course, the Holy Spirit is just so perfect right he's so calm <laughs> so sweet and after your your look adult temper tantrum has ceased he's like okay you ready to talk now are you better now <laughs> so it's yes i have absolutely been angry with god i've had to forgive god which sounds like doesn't even sounds contradictory like how do you forgive god he can't do wrong but i've had to forgive the the lie that i placed on him and repent of that i've had to and I, and this is sometimes it's a daily thing. Like there are days where, like I'm good. I'm waiting on God. The sky is blue. The birds are chirping. I'm doing wonderful. And then the next day I wake up like this ain't never going to happen. And I just, and that's a constant thing of declaring and affirming God's truth that I have, mm-hmm. I, I have to, I have to choose to get in the word and, or choose to trust what he already told me. He already, my father already said, yes, I don't have to keep worrying. I have to choose to trust that and not keep rehashing my own insecurities or my the, the lies that I've allowed to take root. So that's me, but <laughs> mm. how about you, Swan? Have you ever yeah. been mad with God's timing? Yes, I have. Like I said earlier, I've more so been heartbroken over over his timing. And with me, um I could just take for instance my struggle with infertility. So me and my husband been together since we was 18 and I have got to a point in my life where I don't even count the years now before we got married because I don't feel like those years were ordained by God anyway. So I look at it as like we haven't been in the wait since we was 18. We've been in the wait 12 years because we've been married 12 years. So of course I've been heartbroken with God. Like God, why me? Why is this my struggle? Out of all things, I remember my mom telling me when I was little, like the only thing you wanted when you was little, I used to ask you what you want to be when you grow up. And I used to say, I want to be a teacher and I want to be a mommy. And that's all. Mm-hmm. And I said, all the one thing that I desire more than anything, I can't do right now. So I get angry. I mean, I don't get angry. Like my heart constantly breaks, especially when I, I don't, every child Everything that's good and perfect comes from above. Mm-hmm. So every child that's blessed to be on this earth is a blessing from God. But some people are undeserving. That's in my eyes. But I know every child that's been birthed has a purpose. So I look at it like, God, why are you giving these people kids and they're they're killing them? Or they're, you know, 
or they, you know, they put them in trash cans, they put them in microwaves, they're doing horrible things to people and the people who desire kids like myself who won't harm a fly, I'm struggling to get this child. Mm-hmm. So I question him a lot, like, you know, I, I, I know I was in your, it's in your time and I know at one point I couldn't even take care of myself. I could see why you didn't give me a kid. I could barely afford to take care of myself without my parents help so I understood in that season but now I'm like I'm in a season um where every time a season gets better than the other one I'm like okay God this is a better season in my eyes it's a better season like what's going on what what's what you ain't on this is the season and then another bump in the road like nope this is not your season either so I partied and I, that's a lot of the partying and the drinking that came from muffling my feelings with that mm. instead of eating all the time i i drink alcohol too to cope so that was another issue that i had but now i look at it as since i've been saved i i it, it, it turns into like oh god I, I took the next step you know what i'm saying i'm saved now you know what I'm saying i'm out of the world you know what it is boom it still ain't happening mm. on my timing and i'm like i had to look at it like just because you gave your your life to the lord doesn't mean that you know yeah, the blessings gonna come down even on the on the just as well as the unjust. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm looking at people like these people unmarried, these people ain't saved, and I still getting pregnant. What is going on? And I hated to feel like that because I felt guilt for you know living looking at somebody else like. But what did that person have to go through? How did that person get pregnant? That person could have been raped. That person, anything could have happened to that person for them to have a child. Because I don't know everybody's story, so I had to stop. I had to stop coveting everybody else's life mm-hmm. and just worry about mine. I used to pray before we moved into a home. I used to say, God, you know, I need a house. I, I, my in the next season, I need a house. We want a house. You know what I'm saying? So he's, it's like little stuff he's showing us. Like I'm preparing you for this. So now that we have a home, a home, I say, God, fill this house, fill this room with the pitter patter of little feet. It's time, you know, as, as you prepare me for all the people that were around me that went through the same struggle, as I see them, you know, having kids, I'm like, okay, God, they having kids. The people that walk the same journey I walk, as long as I walk. They having kids. It's happening to them. My season is coming. So I just have to keep saying I won't be angry. My season is here. I claim it every day. Even like when my it's time that time of the month comes, I'm like, I'm in a full-blown menstrual. I'm pregnant in this season. I refuse to mm-hmm. stop allowing people to just speak and ask questions. And I, I have hindered myself when people call me or I write a post or something. The first thing I say, oh, God is good. Oh, my God. The first thing somebody inbox me, are you pregnant? Mm. Stop. Like it, 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 it's aggravating because, and I used to hide from family a lot. I used mm. to do a lot of things because that's the first thing they ask you. So when you and Mike going to have a baby? Mm. Evidently it's a reason why this hasn't happened, but a lot of people, they don't think about that when they ask you that it's not on their mind. So you can't hold it against them. So I have to pray against the spirit of offense mm-hmm. when it comes to people questioning me every time they see me about a baby so i'm in a better place as of right now because god is making progress in that area of my life where you know i feel like he has his hand or he has let me in little by little he has like i said ever since i got saved he like he's opened the doors we have a new home he he revealed the names the holy spirit revealed the names to me of my son and my daughter mm-hmm. and we're open to adoption because my husband is adopted mm-hmm. so all of these things 
he's he's revealing bit by bit by bit. He's like, I'm making room. Mm. Just wait. Just be patient and wait. Mm-hmm. But it's hard in the way. I tell anybody the struggle is real in the way. And some days I have good months. And then one month I go every day I'm crying about it. But it's just it, it get heavy. And then I the guy be like, let me open up just a little bit more so you can see. Let me just show mm-hmm. you. And I'm so glad that he has He's awakening my my vision, my prophetic, because he's he's opening up me to see things that he's allowing me to see things so it can calm me. Mm, and I'm so grateful that he just just a little bit at a time. But he said, just be still, just be still. It's gonna come at the right time. And so I feel like in due season. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in the way, and I know it's gonna happen. I refuse to give up. And I, I even if it happened naturally, if it happened medically wise, however you want to do it, however God sees it, um, we're just gonna walk in it when we get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask y'all this. Just just listening to Swan talk, you know, about her story, about the weight. Because I know there are so many people that are in different seasons. Your weight may not be infertility as far as a physical birth but you may be waiting for God to birth something spiritually mm-hmm. in you uh-huh. you know God may have placed something in you spiritually and you may have been pregnant for more than one season like this could be your 18th month of being pregnant okay <laughs> and you're like God I know you gave me this vision I know you gave me this dream when is this thing on birth okay you you've probably even told people about it and you may be in a position now where you feel like you're a fool because you open up your mouth and you mm-hmm. said something and it hasn't happened yet. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or if it's not something physical or spiritual, it could be a job, the manifestation of, of a new job or mm-hmm. a home mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, just waiting on God to to bless you in a certain area uh and you're just waiting. What do you do in the way? Like what what are some things that help you? um in the way what have you done in the way that you notice that have helped you or what are you currently doing in the way that's helping you to get through the waiting process so with me i i fast a lot when i when i feel head when it, when it gets heavy even if it's spiritual or like physical i fast i have to because it'll get so heavy to the point he's like you won't have nothing else to do but surrender it all. Like you gotta release this thing, and we gotta fast. We gotta fast. You gotta shed. Like when he revealed my calling, like that was a birthing process for me. I never would have thought that God would want me sworn out of all people to like spread His word, preach the gospel. If it's just I don't know how. I don't know if He want me to build a church. I don't know what He wanted me to just evangelize around the world. I don't know what He wants me to do. But all I know, He's He revealed it, and He and He's like, you're gonna use this voice I gave you. You're not this loud person for a reason. Amen. And it was just a birthing process. Our whole time, like I said in the previous episode, I was wondering why I could never keep a job. Why all these jobs was assignments. Uh-huh. But that was not what he called me to do. And I know he called me to do this because, it, it like I said, it goes zero to 100 with him. Whatever I put my hand on when it comes to my ministry, anything that I touch, he just just blow wind in it. And I'm like, okay, God, I know this is what you want me to do. But everything has to go through a birthing process. And it's not easy. And I fast. I pray. I I, I seek counsel from mm-hmm. godly counsel from other people. Like, I have read the word. I have to be filled up because if not, 
And I've learned to write things down. Come on now. Lord said, write it down and make it plain. <laughs> so I've learned to write things down. Like I like when we was praying for a home, it might not look like how I want it right now. You know what I'm saying? But I had to write like, God, I want a home. I had to physically put it down on paper and pen, pen, pen to paper and say, God, this is what I want. Uh-huh. And I feel like he was like, let, let me go ahead. And he put people, what we call midwives around you. To push, you know, to make to help you give birth because that's the purpose of a midwife. So that's what I do. I, which what about y'all? What y'all do? I mean, for me, I um, I struggle heavily with disappointment and wounds from that. So, anytime I am in a waiting process or season, I don't, I don't wait healthily. I think there's a healthy way to wait, mm-hmm. and there's an unhealthy way to wait. And I think we're supposed to be talking about the healthy ways, but I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I do not wait healthily. I um I have a tendency to bury things or to suppress things or to ignore or deny things. I don't like I, I just I've never liked dealing with things that were painful or uncomfortable. So when I'm sitting here waiting and I'm praying and asking God, hey, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, but there's nothing happening, I give up from being I give up praying on it. I I give up wishing mm. for, I give up hoping. And so I have had to, I think even I even now like God is having to I've had to repent of doubt because of mm-hmm. that. I've had to repent of um, faithlessness. And I've had to, God is having to teach me how to hope again. How to truly hope in him and expect in him. And there's a difference in being expectant of something and being expectant in him. So, like, instead of me putting my expectation on a certain physical thing, like, I want it to be this that looks this way in this timing. Mm-hmm. I put my expectation in him that he will do it in the perfect timing. In the perfect way, it'll be whatever it is I'm waiting for is going to be good for me. It's going to be a blessing and it won't cause sorrow. But I, I just, I don't, I, and I know the health, like we've, we've all been in church. We've all heard sermons. One, one message I've heard was about like when you're in the wait, you're supposed to, what do you do in the wait? You actually are like a server to God, a waiter mm-hmm. to God. Like whatever he is telling you to do, you wait on him. Whatever you're expect, because you you know at the end of that you're gonna get your you're gonna get paid you're gonna get your tip whatever. Mm-hmm. But in in the meantime you're waiting on God you're serving Him you're praying and fasting and and spending time in, in your quiet time and, and being fellowshipping with Christ like friends and things like that. But for me, if I'm being honest, I shut down. That has been a routine of mine, a thing that I, I just waiting has not been an easy thing for me because I have been so heartbroken. I've been so disappointed and I have uh, unfairly misplaced that disappointment to God, but that's where it has been. And so that's been something I've had to navigate through. And I've seen, like you said, Swan, he'll show you little glimpses, give you little mm-hmm. things to help you along the way. And he has certainly done that and so much more with me. But, but what that disbelief in those wounds do, it stifles you. So what there has to be faith without works is dead. And we all know that's not about salvation, which I've heard people try to use that for that verse for that but faith like i ha- may have the faith for something but I, there's something in the physical i need to be doing whether if i'm trying to pass a test i need to be studying mm-hmm. or if i'm trying to move i need to be saving or preparing to move whatever it is i need to be doing something towards that but because of the wounds and the and i don't want to sound like i'm making excuses and because i'm human and just because i wasn't doing what i was supposed to be doing i was not taking those steps of faith and i've heard i think i heard um Someone say once, um, you know, well, you have trauma somewhere if you can't try. Like, there's trauma in that area mm. if you're not trying. And I found myself not trying to advance, not trying to go forward because I was just fearful 
and hurt and disappointed and just didn't know what to do. And so there was just, I mean, just a lot of things. But I mean, even in all of that, even in all of everything I just listened, all of the wrong things I was doing, God is still gracious and he still brought me here. Yeah. No, I did not go through the waiting right. No, I didn't go through the process right or correct if there's even a right way to do anything. I mean, you know, there's there's grace for everything. Even as if we do things perfectly, we're still not adding up to Jesus, right? We're still not <laughs> perfect people. But even if I, um, even though I did not, what I think, I did not go through the waiting process the correct way, I am, God still used it and is using this to teach me and to show me and to change me and to make me into the person that he wants me to be. And so, and I, and I've, I've said it before, it's God's patience that has really been just key for me in my transformation and in my, my growth. So I don't know. How about you, Latirica? Yeah. So for me, um. Well, first, I want to say, like, piggyback off of what, what you said or to just add to what you said. Um, I know that sometimes we put a lot of pressure and weight on ourselves, but we have to understand that we're growing through mm-hmm. um, situations. Like, I look back on my situation almost four years ago. That situation has blessed me for this pandemic that we're going through now. Mm-hmm. But four years ago, I was a complete mess for that yeah. first month. So, like, I believe that every situation that we go through, we may not be, like, the best or handle it the best way in that moment. But I think it prepares us for that next situation. Mm-hmm. And we're able to handle that next situation a little bit better. Then when that next situ- yeah. situation comes along, we're able to handle that a little bit better and a little bit better because we're all growing through. Um, We're, we're all just growing. Um, For me, um, one of the ways that I handle it is fasting y'all I I fast a lot and I think you guys uh, our last guest that was on the show Jaleesa like that's that's my fasting buddy um (laughs) like and I and I recommend that like if you struggle with fasting get you somebody who you can be accountable with that's gonna fast with you Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's my buddy like she don't just sell life insurance like she gonna fast with me you know what I'm saying <laughs> and that's the thing that's another thing about friendship and relationship people that you're your friends with and in a relationship with you know I talked about knowing the difference between your assignment and your friends mm-hmm. like when you when you when you have a friend like this person is gonna hold you accountable they're gonna pour mm-hmm. into you like they like you pour into them and so she's blessed me in that area just holding me accountable because sometimes when God is leading us into a season of fasting, like sometimes we can have so much going on and our minds can be so cluttered. Sometimes it's just hard to get through Mm -hmm. that season of fasting and you just need someone who's going to hold you accountable and, you know, just go through with you and and check on you and be like, you doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like, are you reading your scriptures? Mm -hmm. Are you praying right now? That's going to help you to just, just to stay accountable and stick to the plan until you get the breakthrough that you need to where you're able to press in because you're focused and you're able to do it on your own so fasting is one another thing for me is declaring the word of god you know the bible uh the bible says the that the word of god is active and alive and it's sharper than any double-edged sword and for me the word of god you guys i declare it out loud because there are promises that God has given us in his word and we have no idea what's going on in the spirit realm mm-hmm. like we don't have a clue what's going on in the spirit realm the bible teaches us in Ephesians 6 all of these things that we're warring against and so 
you know, sometimes we feel weighted down and all this pressure and stuff. But when we speak the word of God, because it's sharpening a double-edged sword, like we're fighting off things and cutting ourselves free and cutting other people free in the spirit realm. And we don't have a clue what we're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like, God, I'm going to pray your word because not only is it active and alive and sharpening a double-edged sword, but the Bible says that your word will not return back void. Mm -hmm. You know, I can speak my word all I want to, but Mm -hmm. my word uh, may not line up with his word. Mm -hmm. But when I speak his word, I know that God is not like man. He cannot lie. Mm -hmm. Whatever he said, it shall come to pass. So I'm going to speak his word. Um, It shall not return back void. When I speak his words, it gives angels an assignment because angels hearken at his voice. So now angels have been commissioned and given an assignment. And even though it feels like I'm waiting for a long time, there's something going on in the spirit realm where angels are fighting on my behalf. Mm-hmm. His, I'm, I'm cutting through things in the spirit Absolutely. realm. Like something is going on. And we're not just... Sometimes people don't understand spiritual warfare. Yeah. Like it's not just God making you wait. Right. That ain't what's going mm-hmm. on. Like sometimes the devil don't want you to get what mm-hmm. God said you can have. Sounds right. Like with Daniel, right? So yeah, he don't it's like Satan, he don't want you to have it. He he does not there are things that Satan just don't want us to have. If it's a book, it's if if it's a movie, if it's a play, whatever, if it's a business that God told you to birth, and you already know it's gonna be a kingdom bless blessing to so many people, why in the world would the enemy want you to birth that? Come on now. If it's a if it's a child. That's going to be a prophet mm. to the nations. If it's going to be something that you, a, a baby that you're going to birth into the world, that's going to be a, a, a child after God's own heart. Mm. Why in the world would the enemy want you to birth it? The enemy is not for you. He is against you. Mm. So there are going to be some things that are going to be spiritual warfare. And the enemy going to be like, no, I'm going to do everything that I can to stop them. But I'm reminded that the Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper in every tongue so it doesn't matter who tried to put a curse on you who tried to say something against you who tried to label you every tongue that has risen up against you we already condemn that in judgment because that is your heritage as a servant of the lord that's why you got to know what the word of god say you got to stand on the word like yeah god some weapons have formed but I know what you have given me access mm-hmm. to in the spirit realm. I'm going to declare your word. Yeah, I know what they said about me. Mm-hmm. I know what they labeled me. I know what they said I couldn't have and what I couldn't do. Right. But every tongue, do you hear me? Everyone. Every tongue that rises up against me, God, I condemn that in judgment. That's your heritage. Because that's my heritage. Amen. Because I'm a servant of the Lord Most High. So I have to go in and do spirit spiritual warfare. I have to go in and declare the word. There are times where I just open up my Bible. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on. I just feel a weight. I don't understand it. I may be anxious. I, I may be. I don't know. I just feel a weight. Like, oh, what is this? And I just open up my Bible and I just I go to the Book of Psalms and just start reading them out loud. Just walking through the house reading them out loud. I may be at work, y'all, reading the Word of God out loud. And people might think it's crazy, but as the song say, this is how I fight my battle. Do you understand me? This is how. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, and and this is what keeps me and you guys 
when I do that, it's like a calming presence just overtakes me. Absolutely. Because keep in mind, angels hearken to his voice. So I just feel like the angels be on the side, but they just, they come into the room. They like, you know, ministering spirits. They come into the room and they calm me. So we have to learn that a lot of things is 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 spiritual warfare mm-hmm. because whatever it is that we're praying for, mm-hmm. whatever we're seeking God for, whatever we're waiting for, um, it's going to take a level of not just faith, but it's going to take a level of warfare to keep whatever we're asking God Absolutely. for. Amen. And if you can't build up the 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 war the warrior in you before you get it mm-hmm. when you get it you ain't gonna be able to keep it because you ain't gonna know how to fight mm-hmm. so he's teaching our hands the bible says in psalms 18 he teaches our hands how to war so you got to learn how to fight before you get some things because mm-hmm. when you get it you're gonna have to war in order to protect it, in order to keep it, in order to cultivate it, in order to help it grow. You're going to have to know how to war. Oh, that makes sense. So sometimes I look on my weight. Yeah, I desire to be married. But I'm I'm claiming that the man of God, that God sent me. When I tell you, you're going to be such a warrior in the kingdom of God. That God said, baby girl, baby, you, I'm teaching your hands how to war. Because I know what you carry on the inside of you. So the man of God that I'm sending you, trust and believe. Listen, he's going to be well worth the wait. He's going to be a carrier of my glory. You know, he's going to be anointed. He's going to be blessed. You know what I'm saying? So I believe that God is preparing us in the wait. I just want all of y'all to be encouraged. You know, all of our listeners, I want Amber. I want Swan. I want myself to be encouraged in the way to know God is doing a great work in us in the way. Don't let the enemy deceive you because that's what he he does. He's a liar. You know, he's trying to make you think God is holding something from you like he did Eve in the garden. Like, did God really say, like, out of all the trees, you can't have that? He's trying to make you feel like God is withholding something from you. God ain't with, there is no good thing will I withhold from you. That's what God said. That's the word. He ain't withholding nothing from us. He gonna give it to us in a season we supposed to have it. It ain't gonna come a day early. It ain't gonna come a day late. Ain't nobody gonna have what you supposed to have. So if somebody got something and you wanted it, that ain't ain't yours. Mm. God gonna give you your stuff when you supposed to have it. And I'm back to what the song said. He's an on time God. Yes, Yes, he he is. That was good. Out. You gave a whole sermon on that thing. Come on, woo, Bishop. Come on, yes, but I, I felt that in my spirit. I, I, that hit home for me because, especially with the um, with the war, he made our hands to war. Mm-hmm. I when I go in, ooh, glory. When I go in, I say, God, I tell God, I, my baby's gonna be on fire for the king. I know, I know you keeping them. For a reason. It's a seed. They already got a birthday. And when I birth them, I got to be able to carry their anointing. I got to be able to cover them. So as I grow in you and prepare to become a mother, then because I'm going to have to be able to cover my babies. Because exactly. my baby's going to be on fire for the kingdom. I've been speaking oh, yeah. it on, on their life. I want them to come out. Like, I, I mean, I know they're going to have to go through trials and tribulations just I, like I had to go through. But I, I declared and created over their life before they even get here that they are blessed, that they are anointed, that they are filled with the Holy Ghost. Like Absolutely. I'm just, I've been speaking it over them already since I got saved. Absolutely. So I feel like he had to, I had to wait. He had to wait till I got saved. He had to wait till he cleaned me up because the anointing that's going to be on their life going to be so heavy. 
I'm gonna have to war for them because the the devil is mad. He don't want us to birth these babies. Absolutely. He don't because it it been words spoke over not just my life but my husband's life from when he was growing up from his bishop life. The anointing he has on his life, the anointing that's over mine, we're going to birth something so big mm. to bring glory to the kingdom. The enemy is mad, mm-hmm. but God is preparing. He, he, he preparing. And I get, I, when I think about it like that, it brings so much joy. It, it brings so much gladness in my heart to say, my babies, my babies going to be on fire for the kingdom. Absolutely. So I take it like that. And yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, when you were just talking, Swan, it reminded me of Mephibosheth. Y'all, you may not be familiar with his story, but mm-hmm. this is this is Jonathan's son. This is mm-hmm. King Saul's grandson, mm-hmm. Mephibosheth. And the Bible says that when word came back that King Saul and Jonathan were killed, that Mephibosheth's nurse picked him up mm-hmm. and she was carrying him. And the Bible says that she dropped him mm-hmm. and he became crippled because she dropped him. Okay, let me tell you something. There, there is a weight on your life that you carry there's a weight on our lives that we carry and there are some people who are attached to us who cannot carry us mm-hmm. okay if they were to pick us up they were they they would drop us yep. and that's what has happened to some of us some of your parents have dropped you some of your grandparents have dropped you some of your family members have dropped you and it has crippled you in an area of your life Do you hear me? You have been crippled. You have been lame in some area in your life because someone has dropped you. And I just want to tell you, listen, whatever area that is, I declare healing over you in Jesus name. Like, no, you are healed in that area in the name of Jesus. And just like David called Mephibosheth to sit at the king's table for the rest of his life. God wants you to sit at the king's table for the rest of your life. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies in front of the enemies that try to kill you in front of the enemies that try to drown you he prepares you but in that preparation he wants you to be ready to carry others so that you will not drop them so even in the weight like i gotta be encouraged like okay yep. yeah god i'm waiting but whatever i'm carrying whatever you're ca- causing me to carry to birth whether it's a new house Whether it's a a vision, whether it's a dream, this podcast, whatever it may be. Like, God, I don't want to drop it. Mm. I don't want to drop it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I know the weight is tough. I know it's hard. But be encouraged in the weight. I do not want to drop it. God, help me to sustain it. I was listening to someone and they talked about, you know, uh, an eagle um when they when they get ready to mate and find the male eagle like they'll uh go out and drop something that's the the, the female eagle she'll go out and drop something that's the weight of a baby eagle to see if the male can go out and catch it um if he can catch the weight of it mm. okay and then if he can catch the weight of that she'll go out and catch grab something that's heavier Fly a little higher than that. Drop it. See if he can catch that. Then she'll go out and find something that is her size. That weighs what she weighs. She'll fly up even higher and she'll drop that to see if he can catch that. Like if you can catch something that weighs what the kids weigh. I want to know if you can catch that. I want to know if you can catch something that weighs what I weigh. You know, we got we got to be people who can catch people. Mm. And we need to be connected to some people that can catch us. You know what I'm saying? Can you catch me? Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. I can catch you. Can you catch me? So you know what I'm saying. You gotta surround yourself with people who can handle your anointing and not be not be envious of it. Just oh, not be envious of it. Don't be like everybody is different. In our friendship, I have noticed each one of us. We are we are highly anointed, and we carry different anoint, but we can handle it. Like we we like we said, we balance each other out. So what God has for you is for you, and what He has for me is for me. But we we cheer each other on, we support, we war for each other, we pray for each other. Like I, you you guys know my struggle, but you war with me in, in, against infertility. I war with you against you know when you want finding home, being in the way, and things that we're dealing with. We war with one another, and I believe like let's your circle, your circle got to be able to handle your anointing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing. God has taught me about what well, I feel like I've learned about the way it's not supposed to be tormenting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing, if you're like me, I, I internalize everything and I just, you, you second guess everything. You, you, you start ruminating on the wrong things. And when you find something, you start being tormented by it. That's like red flag. No, this is not of God. This is not from God. And I just, I just was reminded of that here. Like the weight is not supposed to be a bad thing. And we're talking about how hard it's been mm-hmm. or how we've been heartbroken or how disappointed we've been. But the the weight isn't supposed to be a bad thing. And it won't be if our trust is not in the whatever we're waiting on, but it's on the person who is going to provide it, on the person who mm-hmm. is bringing us through it. And so that's just, just listening to y'all, just all through that, God is just reminding me the weight isn't supposed to be tormenting. It's not supposed to be a bad thing. This is nothing that I do, even if it's painful, which fasting can be uncomfortable and painful. This mm-hmm. and that can be, having to break relationships can be painful. But if it's something that God is leading you to and bringing you to or telling you to do, it's not a bad thing. It's not, it's not supposed to be sorrowful. It's not supposed to, you know, I mean, we, we may grieve, we'll grieve relationships, we'll grieve the the breaking of something or pruning does not feel good. You're fine. <laughs> God got easy. no problem pulling out them scissors and, and shit and pruning you up. He has no problem with that. But, um, and I've heard pastors say, God cares much more for your character than your comfort. And if you like me, that is like, ah, wait, no, but I like being <laughs> comfortable though. No, wait. So it's just waiting is, is supposed to, I mean, cause there's so much that can come in between, the initial prayer and the blessing. Yep. There's so much that can have so much more you can get than just not to say it's just something. It's a huge thing because you've been praying for it. And, but there's so much more you can get in the process of wait, whatever you're waiting for. And so, and I'm just reminded even now, like it's not supposed to be tormenting. And so don't sit there and let the enemy bully you anymore in that. And I'm telling myself, Amber, don't sit here and keep being bullied by a lie. Don't sit yeah. here and keep being beat up and heartbroken and devastated and defeated by a lie you know so and there's that's when the work's coming I, I have to choose i have to be intentional in picking up my bible i have to be intentional in choosing to stand on the truth regardless of how i feel choices lead feelings follow i have to choose to trust god i have to choose to declare the word as Leterica was saying i have to choose to have joy, as Swan was talking about, I have to choose those things. It's not going to come automatic every day, right? Or really any day. <laughs> yeah, it's not you gotta go- choose it. It's not going to be automatic. So whatever, if you like, because I've been tormented. I think if you're being tormented, if you're like someone like me who just ruminates 
ruminate i mean really and meditate is a good thing but not when it's on the wrong thing so when you if you're meditating and focusing on the wrong thing you have to be intentional and focus your mind on what's right what what the truth is and just stand on that so that's i mean that's just listen to y'all that's just what what yeah. reminded me of and when you said like focus on 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 the on god instead of focusing on the way that hit home for me because any little thing especially like with my situation it became an idol mm. And and when anything you idolize, it, it, and that's why it says the idol mind is the devil's playground. Yeah. So the devil uses that in my mind. Like when I, like I said, when I see other people having that blessing that I so desire, and the devil will play on that. He'll be like, "Look, but 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 that's your best friend. Mm. That's your best. You call him your best friend, but look how he blessed them in your face. Look mm. how you have to look at someone else. But I never as when I after I got saved, and I really especially after reading Cora Jake's book, I never want to be in somebody else's waiting room because mm. I never know what they had to go through to get there. Like how how many years did you have to su- you suffer? Yeah, you suffer through infertility just like I have. But what else did you have to go through in your way? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how 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 do you, do you know what's causing some infertility is unexplained. A lot of us don't know why we're infertile. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to be in nobody else's waiting room. I don't think, like, I feel like he gave me my anointing to handle my waiting. I couldn't handle nobody else's waiting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. if anybody out there struggling with any, any kind of thing that causes you to idolize it, focus on the creator. Amen. Focus on him because... He is the one, you know what I'm saying? Don't idolize. If you're going to idolize anybody, idolize him. Because if you if you give the devil a, a, even a crack, mm. he'll bust the door open. Absolutely. And you will be flooded with what if. God, God is not for Ooh. me. That, yeah. And you'll question your relationship. And once you start questioning God, he'll start. You'll, you'll see stuff in your life become stagnant. Yeah, absolutely. So just, just, just focus on the creator. I have to tell myself that daily. I have to remind myself. God is for me who can be against me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That comparison thing, that that mm. will that will kill it, every any time. and everything that you might have held on to. If you allow yourself to to do that, and I and I am a big perpetrator now. I co- I suffer from comparison. I won't say suffer from I, I do that. I compare and I get mm-hmm. jealous and I all those things that we know isn't right. But almost to a default, like, oh, she got this on, or she did this, or she moved here, she has this, or they do this, and they got that, and I'm still here, and I have this. And that has what really has been the, I mean, the the thing that has really, I think, suppressed me and made me feel even worse is just because I default to comparing. Right. Well, everybody else got this, and why, why like you were saying, why me? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Things, just all, all prideful things, all self-centered things and self-centered thoughts, but they have been crippling because i've allowed myself to stew in that but there i mean at a point you gotta put your big girl panties on and stop stop doing that stop thinking on that so like i said you guys get up get up Mm -hmm. come sit at the king's table wherever you were lame at broken at whatever the case may be wherever you need healing at we pray healing over you we declare Mm -hmm. healing over you god god was you know he was he was beaten and, and bruised for our iniquities, yeah, for the things yeah. that, that, that we need healing for. And so I just pray that you guys receive healing in those areas on today that you can look back over your life and see how God has been an on-time God in every area of your life and that you can just 
see things with a different eye, from a different view, from a different perspective mm-hmm. on today. And I just want to encourage you that it's, it's going to happen. The things you've been waiting for, it's, it's going to happen. And when it happens, it's going to blow your mind. Absolutely. I'm reminded of a scripture in the book of Amos. If you look at it in the message translation, um, it says things are going to happen so fast. It's going to make your head swim. Mm. So, you know, yes. I'm going to oh, tell you, I'm just going to uh, just declare that over you, that things are going to happen so fast. It's going to make your head swim. It's going to be one thing after the other. It's going to be coming so fast on your heels, one thing after the other. So just get ready. Be encouraged in the way. Know that we love you guys, yes. that we're praying for you guys. Absolutely. Please send us your prayer request at truthandgracepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a private message on Instagram or Facebook at truthandgracepodcast. Or leave us um a message under um one of our posts but know that we're praying for you guys we love you guys be encouraged in the wait. we pray that we said something today that's gonna bless you guys and just encourage you as you wait we love you guys and we will see you all next week see you, see you next, next week, week. Bye. bye god bless thanks for listening be sure to like follow and share on the Truth and Grace podcast, Instagram, and Facebook pages. And don't forget to tell a friend.